Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. All right, we're going to do something very interesting, I think, today. We're going to read out loud the transcript, because what's happening now is that the media are cherry-picking from this transcript that the White House has released. You're going to see how boring this whole thing is, and what a bunch of lies we're hearing from the usual suspects in the Democrat Party press and the Democrat Party. And I want you to keep two things in mind when I read this to you. Number one, I don't know of another time a president has released such a document to the public. Number two, when the president was speaking on the phone with the president of the Ukraine, he had no idea this would be public. So in other words, assuming his comments were confidential, if he wanted to say to the president of Ukraine... You know, go get Biden. He would have said so. Oh, isn't that precious? The uh, cable TV giving us the history of uh, impeachment and resignation. Really disgusting. Virtually everything I said yesterday, uh, last night, has been used on cable TV by various people. So you'll be the first to hear this, and then it'll be repeated again later today. Starts, the president, congratulations on a great victory, he says to the the new Ukrainian president, Zelensky. We all watched from the United States. You did a terrific job. The way you came from behind somebody who wasn't given much of a chance, and you ended up winning easily. It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. Zelensky, you're absolutely right, Mr. President. (coughs) Excuse me. We did win big, and we worked hard for this. We worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge. We're able to use it as an example for our elections. And yes, it's true that there were unique elections. These were. We were in a unique situation that we were able to achieve a unique success. I'm able to tell you the following. This is the president of Ukraine. First time you called me to congratulate me when I won my presidential election. The second time you're not calling me, when my party won the parliamentary election. I think I should run, run more Excuse me. I think I should run more often, so you can call me more often, and we can talk over the phone more often. So he's a comedian, too, and they laughed. That's a good idea. I think your country's very happy about that. Zelensky again. Well, yes, to tell you the truth, we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain the swamp here in our country. We brought in many, many new people, not the old politicians, not the typical politicians, 
because we want to have a new format, a new type of government. You're a great teacher for us in that. President Trump now. Well, it's very nice of you to say that. I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany does almost nothing for you. All they do is talk, and I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine, but she doesn't do anything. A lot of the European countries are the same way. So I think it's something you want to look at. But the United States has been very good to Ukraine, and I wouldn't say that. It's reciprocal necessarily, because things are happening that are not good for the United States. has been very, very good to Ukraine. This is your typical Trump discussion. President Zelensky, Ukraine, says, yes, you're absolutely right, not only 100%, but actually 1,000%, and I can tell you the following. I did talk to Angela Merkel, and I did meet with her. I also met and talked with Macron, and I told them that they are not doing quite as much as they need to be doing on the issues with the sanctions. They're not enforcing the sanctions. They are not working as much as they should work for Ukraine. It turns out that even though logically the European Union should be our biggest partner, But technically, the United States is a much bigger partner than the European Union, and I'm very grateful to you for that, because the United States is doing quite a lot for Ukraine, much more than the European Union, especially when we are talking about sanctions against the Russia Federation. I would also like to thank you for the great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next step. Specifically, we're almost ready to buy more javelins. These are anti-tank missile devices from the United States. For defense purposes. Now, President Trump, I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country's been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. That's this software. I guess you have one of your wealthy people. The server, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I'd like to have the Attorney General call you. This has nothing to do right now with Biden. Nothing. I would like to have the Attorney General call you or your people, and I'd like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, an incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Let me stop here. John Solomon will be on the show in approximately one hour. Because the Obama administration did, in fact, have the Ukraine interfere with the election, as the Obama administration itself did. That's exactly, sorry, my asthma's kicking up here. That is exactly what the president's talking about there. Now, AOC is such a buffoon. She says, see, see, he said, do us a favor. And, of course, the media find that uh, very, very important. Now, let's move on. So the president spoke. Now it's back to the president of Ukraine. Yes, it is very important for me and everything that you just mentioned earlier. For me as a president, it's very important and we are open for any future cooperation. So you have this investigation ongoing with the attorney general, with the U.S. attorney from Connecticut. The Department of Justice announced today that his investigation includes the uh, Ukraine. That's what the president's talking about. That's it. We'll move on. Again, the president of Ukraine. For that purpose, I just recalled our ambassador from the United States, and he will be replaced by a very competent and very experienced ambassador 
We'll work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I would also like and hope to see him having your trust and your confidence and have personal relations with you so we can cooperate even more so. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani. Stop there. So the president of Ukraine is the first to bring up Rudy Giuliani, not Trump. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently. We are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine. We will meet once he comes to Ukraine. I just wanted to assure you once again that you have nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. I also want to tell you that we are friends, we are great friends, and you, Mr. President, are friends in our country, so we can continue our strategic partnership. I also plan to surround myself with great people, and in addition to that investigation, I guarantee as the President of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I can assure you. Okay? Now, the President, Trump. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that. And by the way, Biden was talking about that. The way they shut your very uh, good prosecutor down, and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to call you. I uh, I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. Along with the attorney general. This is the process you're supposed to follow. The Attorney General is looking in to Russia, into the Ukraine, onto all these efforts to interfere in our election. Because that corrupt Ukrainian government tried to interfere in our election for the purpose of harming Trump at the urging of the Obama administration. That's why Manafort was forced out. It had nothing to do with the taxes and everything, but a false story that came out of the Ukrainian government. Let me go on. President of the United States. Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. Goes on. If I can find it. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman, was bad news. And the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing. The other thing. Other thing, new topic. There's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. So let's stop there. Then we're going to continue, because the phone call is almost done. The phone call is almost done. So what he's, the President of the United States is saying here, nothing related to military whatsoever. Nothing related to anything other than this ongoing, overarching investigation the Attorney General is leading with the U.S. Attorney from Connecticut. And he brings up this issue of Biden, which has been in the newspapers, where Biden says he stopped the prosecutor, had the prosecutor fired. An entire book. Entire chapter by Peter Schweiert is written about this, and he'll be my guest on Sunday. And he's going to be terrific. And there were other accounts of this. 
And so you heard what I just read. The president says, you know, I'd like you to look into this uh, with my attorney general. Whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. He didn't say get Biden. And so what the Democrats are saying, this is the evidence that the president of the United States wanted a foreign government. Like he's a mobster, Trump, Smith says. He's a mobster. This is the evidence that they wanted a foreign government to interfere in our election by going after a president, the president's political opponent. Biden wasn't even running for anything then. And he specifically raises the question of Biden's son and that Biden stopped the prosecution. Why is there a problem with this? Other than the fact that the Democrats don't like their heroes investigated. You can't investigate Hillary Clinton because now they say she's out of office. Leave her alone. Biden's running for president, but you can't investigate him because that's political. Meanwhile, you can investigate Donald Trump every second of every day before he was president, when he got elected president, and then since he's been president. This screams out for a special counsel. Let's go on. So what did the president of the Ukraine say? I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand, and I'm knowledgeable about the situation. Since we have won the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start as a new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation, specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. Now, the president didn't mention the company, but it's that Ukrainian corrupt company that was under investigation. He or she will look into the situation, specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So we take care of that, and we'll work on the investigation of the case. On top of that, I would kindly <coughs> ask you if you have any additional information that you can provide to us. It would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure that we administer justice in our country. Here's the point. Joe Biden obstructed justice in the Ukraine. And then he blackmailed that country. And you have a new reform president elected who's not part of the uh, entrenched corrupt regime, like Trump was elected, not part of the entrenched corrupt regime. And he's trying to clean this stuff up. And he's agreeing with Trump that we've got to look into this and these other matters, and I've got to fix this. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is part of the corruption. Hunter Biden is part of the corruption. I am proud of the president of the United States for saying what he said. He wasn't over the top. He didn't demand Biden's head. He didn't demand the head of Hunter Biden. He said, look, you guys need to look into this, if you would, and do so with my attorney general. Well, this attorney general, that's what he is. That's it. And he doesn't ask him eight times, like the Wall Street Journal said. There's no quid pro quo, like the original reporting said over the weekend, and all the Sunday shows got wrong. The reporting's been wrong. It's been filled with lies. It's propaganda. This whole issue is a pseudo-issue. There's nothing here. Nothing. Zero. And I am thrilled that the President of the United States raised this. Why shouldn't he? And you should see these never-Trumpers. They're pathetic. They're sickening. 
Two of them in particular. Two of them in particular. I think they're so clever. They're really actually stupid and ignoramuses and very, very consistently pathetic. Let's go on. Well, I only have a minute, so let's break here and then I'll continue after. We'll be right back. Lovin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. on a little bit longer, but that's it. Just I don't have enough time in this segment. That's it. All the hubbub. That's it. It's incredible. The President of the United States didn't do anything. The President of Ukraine didn't do anything wrong. Neither of them. Neither of them. Now, after the bottom of the hour, after the break, I'm going to read to you the letter from three Democrat United States Senators dated May 4, 2018, to the new general prosecutor of Ukraine. They go around the executive branch, and they write this prosecutor directly, threatening him, insisting that he cooperate with special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Now, this is amazing. We bring this up. This was really first discovered by Mark Thiessen. Congratulations to him and thank you. And it's basically ignored by CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times... But for Thiessen writing in the Washington Post, it's ignored there. CBS, ABC, and NBC. But not here. You're going to want to hear this. I'll be back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, 
mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot Hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Mark Levin, a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. There's a guy by the name of Mike Murphy... Another reprobate. He, uh, he's been around Washington forever. He hates the fact that Trump is president and shaking things up. You have to understand all these people who've made millions and millions of dollars off your backs as lobbyists, as operatives, as political, whatever you want to call them. They don't like this president and they want him out. They want the good times to roll again. Mike Murphy is a perfect example. He's a moron. So I say advise Mitt Romney and McCain, who were running for president, both of whom lost last time I checked. So he goes on MSLSD and he says, you know, there's 30 Republican senators who would vote to impeach Trump. He's a liar. Then you have uh, CNN and MSNBC. These are not real news operations. During the president's press conference... In New York, and he was superb. Uh, he's being interrupted. He's being fact-checked by Nicole Wallace, who also is close to Mike Murphy and who was an advisor to John McCain. And Jake Tapper, who, of course, as you know, started out as a Democrat communications person for Margar- Mar- Marjorie Margolis Mazvinsky, a left-wing Congress idiot from uh, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, my old home and of course he was a spokesman for handgun controlling so he's perfectly suited to be an anchor at cnn so most of these reprobates are interrupting the president of the united states while he's speaking to fact check of course they never did that with obama they would never do that because obama never lied he was perfect godlike an idol and Mitt romney's out there today these are his people Trashing the President of the United States. I swear to you, I'm sure you agree, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made, I think we ever made, his nomination and voting for him. Of course, he lost because he's a loser. He had to go to Utah in order to get into the United States Senate. And we love Utah here, but it's not exactly hard to get elected as a Republican in Utah. Romney couldn't get elected President in the whole country. And he's turning into a clown. He's turning into a, a commentator for CNN and MSNBC. He really is. He's contributed nothing to the cause of liberty. Nothing. Self-promoter. He's a chameleon. Here's the letter, May 4, 2018. Little over, about a year and a half ago. By little Dick Durbin. By I'll have another drink, Leahy. And by Robert, ooh, that was a close one. I almost went to jail. Menendez. Dear Mr. Prosecutor General, <coughs> as the guy in Ukraine, we're writing to express great concern 
And I want you to listen to their language versus what the president said and how he spoke. Great concern about reports that your office has taken steps to impede cooperation with the investigation of United States Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Why are they writing this guy? Why are they writing him? They're putting the arm on him. Like the mob. They're pressing him into action. As strong advocates for a robust and close relationship with Ukraine, in other words, you better, you better buckle. We believe that our cooperation should extend to such legal matters, regardless of politics, of course. Ours is a relationship built on a foundation of respect for the rule of law and accountable democratic institutions. In four short years, Ukraine has made significant progress in building these institutions, despite ongoing years of uh, uh, military, economic, and political pressure from Moscow. We have supported the capacity-building process and are disappointed that some in Kiev appear to have cast aside these principles in order to avoid the ire of President Trump. Three United States senators pressing the general prosecutor in Ukraine to assist Robert Mueller to take out the president of the United States. <coughs> These reports are true. We strongly encourage you to reverse course and halt any efforts to impede cooperation with this important investigation. In other words, get with the program and get Trump. Now, understand, there's a criminal investigation taking place with the special counsel. And you have three Democrats in the Senate interfering in that investigation. There's not even an ongoing investigation when when Trump is speaking. Three Democrat senators interfering in the investigation and insisting that the Ukraine assist that investigation. Incredible. On May 2nd, they write, the New York Times reported, your office effectively froze investigations into four open cases in Ukraine in April, thereby eliminating scope for cooperation with the Mueller probe into related issues. The article notes that your office considered these cases as too politically sensitive and potentially jeopardizing U.S. financial and military aid to Ukraine. The article indicates specifically that your office prohibited special prosecutor Zahaya Abadabadaba from issuing subpoenas for evidence or interviewing witnesses in four open cases in Ukraine relating to consulting work performed by Paul Manafort for former Ukrainian president, the Russian stooge, Yanukovych, and his political party. Now listen to the, to the specifics and the extent to which these three senators are putting their muscle on here. Look at this. They go on, this investigation not only has implications for the Mueller probe, but also speaks to critically important investigations into the corrupt practices of the prior administration, which stole millions of dollars from the people of Ukraine. Blocking cooperation with the Mueller probe potentially cuts off a significant opportunity for Ukrainian law enforcement to conduct a more thorough inquiry into possible crimes committed during that era. So you have Biden, who's demanding that the former general prosecutor stop prosecuting and investigating. Now you have these three Democrats pressing 
the newer general prosecutor to go after Trump. And the Democrats and the media are attacking Trump today. Let's go on. Blocking cooperation with, with the Mueller probe potentially cuts off a significant opportunity for Ukrainian law enforcement to conduct a more thorough inquiry. This reported refusal to cooperate with the Mueller probe also sends a wearing signal. They go on and on to the Ukrainian people as well as the international community about your government's commitment more broadly to support justice and the rule of law. <coughs> now listen to this. We respectfully request that you reply to this letter answering the following questions. Number one, has your office taken any steps to restrict cooperation with the investigation by Special Counsel Robert Mueller? If so, why? Can you imagine if Donald Trump conducted his discussion with the president of Ukraine the way these three Democrats in the Senate conducted themselves with the general prosecutor in Ukraine. Number two, did any individual from the Trump administration or anyone acting on its behalf encourage Ukrainian government or law enforcement officials not to cooperate with the investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller? So these politicians go over the top of the Mueller investigation, reach into the Ukraine, and make demands, make accusations, and insist and threaten, essentially, the Ukrainian government, to get Trump. And if you don't get Trump, we want to know who put the foot on the brake. Number three, was the Mueller probe raised in any way during discussions between your government and U.S. officials, including around the meeting of President Trump and Poroshenko in New York in 2017? First of all, who writes a letter like this to a foreign government? Who do these three senators think they are? But look how they're putting the muscle, the shoulder, into the general prosecutor in Ukraine. Interfering in a criminal investigation. A hoax, a fraud, but nonetheless for the purpose of trying to take out the President of the United States. These three men should be expelled from the United States Congress. We never use that word, expelled. Robert Menendez, little Dick Durbin, Patrick, I'll have another drink, Leahy. These men should be expelled from the United States Senate. Have you heard this letter Addressed, other than in general terms, other than Mark Thiessen's column, have you seen this letter addressed on any cable show, in any specific way, with any graphics, the way they're doing with the transcript of the conversation that Trump had with the President of Ukraine? You haven't seen it anywhere. Have you heard or seen, I should say, the video of Joe Biden's obstruction of justice in Ukraine and his blackmailing? the Ukrainian government, with our tax dollars? Have you seen that played many times on CNN? No. Have you seen it played many times on MSNBC? No. NBC, ABC, CBS? Not much. As we said the other day, pretend Hunter Biden is Don Jr. 
or Jared Kushner. Pretend the person on the phone wasn't the vice president, but was our president. Pretend our president was at an event where he was bragging about having the prosecutor fired within six hours. Or he would withhold a billion dollars in aid. Blackmail. They are accusing the president of the United States effectively of doing exactly what Joe Biden did. But the president didn't do it. Joe Biden did it. But they talk about impeaching the president while they back Joe Biden for president of the United States. This is the Marxist tyrannical mindset of the modern day Democrat Party. These are the fascistic tactics of the current Speaker of the House. They are led around, around, literally, by a recent bartender who managed to get 17,000 votes to win a Democrat primary. And now the whole world is supposed to circle around her. But it's even worse. In Unfreedom of the Press, I sure as hell hope you've read this book. I really do. It's chapter and verse of what's taking place here. The entire first chapter, which I'm not going to read here, elaborates an extensive elaboration on the connections between the modern-day media and the Democrat Party, between the modern-day media and the progressive movement, the modern-day movement and social activism. And I point out specific professors, journalism professors, and major institutions who push this agenda. And I point out in that chapter, example after example after example, dozens of examples of Democrats moving into journalism and journalists moving into Democrat administrations and campaigns. And then back. And then, of course, you have never-Trumpers. These are the so-called Republicans who get hosting positions or become contributors. Then what they say is pushed out by websites like Mediaite. Mediaite site was founded by Dan Abrams. He is the legal analyst for ABC News. Let me tell you something else. Dan Abrams' sister was appointed to a federal judgeship in New York in the Southern District of New York by Barack Obama. And her husband, that is Dan Abrams' brother-in-law, was one of the Democrat prosecutors hired by Robert Mueller on his staff. That's the legal analyst at ABC News. Another Democrat with connections to the Obama administration. Would it be remarkable if we could have from the media what they demand from everybody else, transparency? Wouldn't it be fascinating if we had transcripts of the phone calls of Jake Tapper with his Democrat friends? Or Don Lemon with his Democrat friends. Or Cuomo with his Democrat friends. Or Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews who worked for O'Neill. And then Carter. Al Sharpton has a TV show. He's a Democrat activist among many other things. Look up and down the line. Who's presenting you with the information that you're receiving? I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. 
but the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Biden and those three Democrat senators, we don't have to parse their words. They're very, very plain spoken about what they mean. They're very direct. Very direct. President of the United States, if you've been watching the news, unfortunately, the people who seek to destroy him are having to parse his words, to reinterpret what he means, to project, to imply. That's what they're doing. But in the case of Biden, all you have to do is listen to him to hear his obstruction and his blackmail. The case of those Democrat senators, I read you the letter, couldn't be clear. I don't need to interpret. I don't need to parse. I don't need to cherry pick. Yet in the case of the president, that's what they all have to do. That's what they all have to do. Because there's nothing here. Nothing. Nothing. There's an ongoing criminal investigation by the Attorney General and Dorm, the U.S. Attorney in Connecticut. Among other things, that's what the President's referring to. When he raises Hunter Biden, he's saying, look, there's been issues raised about him. Your prosecutor was fired. You might want to look into that, too. Why wouldn't he say that? It's been in the media. Moreover, why wouldn't the media applaud that? For Obama, they'd applaud it. For Biden, they'd applaud it. All he's doing is asking a foreign government to check it out to see if it's true, to work with his Attorney General. But in the case of Trump, of course, they try to wrap it around his neck. Well, we're not going to allow that. So what the media are doing now is we have somebody who used to work for the president of Ukraine says, yes, there was pressure. But we have the president of Ukraine who says, no, there wasn't. And we have the transcript that says, no, there wasn't. Well, now we have the acting head of the, uh, the, direct, the acting director of national intelligence and Washington Post is reporting that uh, he threatened to resign if he couldn't testify on Capitol Hill. So in other words, as the wonderful, brilliant Professor Borstein, who became director of the Library of Congress, wrote in 1961 about pseudo-events. You start with a big pseudo-event, and then you get another pseudo-event, and another pseudo-event, and one pseudo-event builds on top of the next to advance a newsroom's agenda. You're living through it. I'll be back.
Broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You remember... Last hour, near the end, I said that the acting director of national intelligence, it's reported by the Washington Post, was threatening to resign if he wasn't free to testify. Turns out that's another false report. He has said, I never said anything of the sort. There aren't any problems at all. This is what we're getting. The media are out of control. They are undermining the nation. They are destroying freedom of the press. We're going to keep an eye on a number of senators, too. We're going to have what I'll call Senator Watch. Uh, Mitt Romney, if he is a strong opponent, unfortunately, be five and a half years from now in the Republican primary, we will strongly support that individual. We're also taking a close look at Ben Sass, who pretends to be a constitutionalist, but who's a fraud. He's a fraud because he supported the Iran deal, tried to pressure me to support it, pressured me to tell me what a good guy that idiot, Bob Corker from Tennessee was, and on and on and on, and I told him, don't call me anymore. That's a man you and I helped get elected. You can tell who the cowards are at moments like this. No, Mr. Sass, there's nothing wrong with what's in that transcript, nothing whatsoever. I served eight years in the Reagan administration, ladies and gentlemen, and I saw an attempt to destroy a very honorable man, of the highest ethics and morality, by the name of Edwin Meese. And they tried to destroy Edwin Meese for the very reason Ronald Reagan said, which was because we couldn't get to him, Reagan, so we went after Meese. They unleashed two independent counsel against him, and I spent a lot of my time dealing with that, including after the end of the Reagan administration. I've seen these things happen before, and they're very ugly. And it's people like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass who know not of what they speak. They're useful idiots for the left, while they pretend to be of the highest moral character and constitutionalists. They're neither. They're opportunists. They're chameleons. See, I'll call out names, individuals, the others won't, but I will. Now, we're going to have uh, John Solomon on in about 15 minutes. Very, very important. He's going to give you the actual history of Ukraine's involvement in the 2016 campaign on behalf of Obama and so forth. The rest of the media could care less. Of course, the Democrats could care less. As I said yesterday, Hunter Biden hasn't been subpoenaed. None of his records have been subpoenaed. None of the individuals in his business circle have been subpoenaed. Of course, Joe Biden hasn't been subpoenaed. He'll be on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. That's how seriously they take this. Not at all. This country's turning into a, a clown show because of the Democrats and the media. The media, the Democrats, the bureaucracy, academia, Hollywood, the progressives have made massive headway in this country, and they're turning it inside out and upside down. The Washington Free Beacon, this is a breaking story, has 
obtained, they say here, a draft articles of impeachment. Let's see what it says. In his conduct while President of the United States, Donald John Trump, in violation of his constitutional oath faithfully to exercise the office of President of the United States, to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and in vi- I think this is a joke, and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, has totally colluded with Russia. <laughs> They're mocking him. In his conduct while President of the United States, Donald John Trump, in violations of his constitutional blah, 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 uh, has done something bad with Ukraine. Article 3. In his conduct while President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, and so forth, uh, let's see, has told staff and friends that Beyonce's lemonade is overrated and that the Academy is right not to give her Grammy Award. And it goes on and on and on. Because it's becoming a pathetic joke. The problem is, with a pathetic joke like this, it's damaging the country in a significant way. In a significant way. The Democrats have colluded through their entire existence. But I want to I make a point to you about the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has a very long and terrible history. With some gaps of good conduct, but a very long and terrible history. We talk about slavery in this country. We talk about the Civil War intended to end it. The Democrat Party has always been the party of slavery. And the Democrat Party was on the wrong side of the Civil War. But the Democrat Party doesn't pay a price for that. Because now they're progressives. Look, whether you're fascistic or Marxist, the end result is the same for the individual human being. The Democrat Party tore this country apart with its defense of slavery. The Democrat Party was the party of segregation. Segregation that went on for decade after decade after decade after the Civil War. Party of slavery, the party of segregation, they tore this country apart. And they have. For years. Democrat Party, the party of Jim Crow and poll taxes and all the rest. Today the Democrat Party is the party where anti-Semites go if they want a home. Sorry, it's true. If they want a newspaper, they go to the New York Times. The Democrat Party is where you go for socialism and Marxism and anti-constitutionalism. And of course they're willing to lie about anyone and anything that gets in their way. The Democrat Party of slavery, segregation, anti-Semitism, socialism has targeted the President of the United States. And those words apply to the New York Times, too. 
Now, I don't know how much more I have to get behind this microphone and remind you about the New York Times and its, its coverage, lack thereof, of uh, the Holocaust. And it's multiple examples of anti-Semitism in modern times. In fact, in modern days, recent days. It's the paper record, don't you know? Same with the Washington Compost. Another phony story today about the acting director of the National Intelligence. One of the things that's going on here, folks, is the media was complicit in the phony Russia scandal. In fact, the media led the way. These top FBI officials were leaking to whom? The New York Times, the Washington Post, and other media outlets. They were in cahoots. They worked together. They were partners in violating federal law, in using the instrumentalities of federal law enforcement and federal intelligence to try and destroy a candidate and now a president. They knew that the appointment of a special counsel was utterly bogus, but they pushed for it. They celebrated it. They treated him. They treated him like he was Jesus Christ or Moses. Turns out he gave testimony and uh, he got confused by words like uh, the, and is. He was the Wizard of Oz. Now they're doing this. Why are they doing this? Well, obviously they want to destroy the president. Why else? Listen to me. Because Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, is about to release apparently a killer report on the Department of Justice under the Obama regime. And the U.S. Attorney in Connecticut is hunting down lead after lead after lead, we're told. And at some point he will be issuing his... Findings as well. So this is what they must do. The most corrupt party pretends that it's the party of the Constitution. And the perpetrators of criminal activity, and I would argue that Joe Biden comes as close as anybody can, Hillary Clinton too, they pretend to be the protectors of the rule of law. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. So we had another big story that was just debunked that the acting DNI director, Joseph McGuire, was going to resign because he didn't like the way the White House was trying to prevent him from testifying. And he says, 
I never said that. I'm free to testify. Completely phony story from the Washington Post. John Solomon, you worked at AP. You've been a big-time journalist for decades in and around the Washington, D.C. area. Have you ever seen this kind of reporting before? I haven't. The last three years are filled with more stories that are inaccurate or filled with uh, opinion or supposition masquerading as fact at any time in my career. And it deserves the American public more than anyone else. Particularly when, when now we have demands for impeachment and so forth. You wrote an article yesterday that I think is very, very important. Thank you. Uh, about the, about really, uh, you, you, it's, let's get real. Democrats were first to enlist Ukraine in U.S. elections. And you have additional information to add, but let's start at the beginning, if you would. Sure. So just a few days before the Democrats began their campaign saying that Donald Trump should be impeached because he actually suggested to the president of Ukraine that if you have any evidence of wrongdoing by Americans, you should send it here and let the attorney general investigate it. By the way, that's the right person to send it to, the attorney general. That's what the law actually says. I had, listen, you know me as an old chief of staff to attorney. I looked at that and said, what the hell is the problem here? This is exactly what you wanted to do. If he was doing something nefarious, he'd like send it to my campaign and I'll use it for my campaign ads. That's not what he did. He sent it to, he suggested they send it to the AG. But let's leave that aside. Let's just assume that asking, in the democratic world, asking the Ukrainians to get involved in any way in our election uh, or in any politics or policy here is wrong. That's the Democratic line right now. Well, Senator Christopher Murphy, a key uh, figure on many of the Senate committees that have been looking at Russia collusion and and this Ukraine issue, uh, actually went to uh, Ukraine uh, earlier this month with Senator Ron Johnson, bipartisan mission. And while there, he told President Zelensky straight up, if you investigate Hunter Biden, you're going to put your bipartisan support for U.S. foreign aid at risk to Ukraine. Now, that is a direct threat. Remember, early on, everyone was saying Donald Trump threatened on the phone call to pull military aid. Remember that? And oh, yeah. if you got the transcript, there was no mention of military aid. It was a very civil conversation. There were no threats. Murphy absolutely raised the issue of aid and said, if you, if you dare try investigating Hunter Biden, you're going to put this at risk. So the only people who made a threat to Ukraine, the only one who played election politics, were the Democrats. They don't want to look at Chris Murphy's statement. They want to pretend that Chris, uh, that Donald Trump's conversation with the president rises to the same standard, and it does not. All right, let's, let's slow down. This is remarkable. And this guy's on TV all the time. He's out there issuing press releases. All that. The Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. Yes. You are telling us, and you have ironclad sources, apparently, yeah. Right. Well, actually, Chris Murphy gave me a statement on the record confirming he did it. He tells you he told the Ukrainian government, if yeah. you open investigation of Hunter Biden, that's right. That'll be the end of bipartisanship for Ukraine. That's right. And he said your most important U.S. asset is, uh, excuse me, your most important asset is your U.S. aid. So he even emphasized the, the, the what was at risk. You're going to lose your U.S. aid if you go do this uh, uh, Hunter Biden investigation. It's a remarkable statement by a American leader on foreign soil. Remember, the standard used to be for Americans, when you were on foreign soil, you never undercut your president. That was the standard that all politicians, Republican and Democrat, did. In this case, he's not only undercutting President Trump on, on, um, on foreign soil, he's making an extorted uh, threat, which is, if you go and investigate my favorite candidate, my 2020 candidate, you're going to pay for it in the form of your USA. That is no, no, it's even what it's investigate his son. That's right. Well, remember, the conduct is not just Hunter Biden. It's also Joe Biden, because Joe Biden's the one that fired the prosecutor that, and therefore mm-hmm. stopped the, pro- the investigation right. of Hunter Biden. So really, the Bidens are a pair. 
a pair of, and I'll leave that blank. Let me, <laughs> and let me uh, now John Solomon, and then Mark Thiessen writes and, and yeah. reveals this this May 2018 letter from three Democrat senators, Durbin, Menendez, and Leahy. That's right. Threatening the general a prosecutor of the Ukraine if he doesn't participate in the special counsel's investigation of our president. Pretty remarkable, isn't it? Another sign of the, uh, uh, what, I, what I would like to say, I think the simplest way to look at this is long before uh, Democrats seemed to be concerned about Ukraine being involved in our elections, they were actually for the Ukrainians being involved in our elections. They have played electoral politics with Ukraine for three years. In my column that you mentioned, I, I lay out three episodes during the 2016 election where Democrats directly solicited or threatened Ukraine to get involved in the electoral uh, election of 2016. One of them is really remarkable. The, US, the Ukraine embassy in Washington admits on the record in official statement to me that in March and April of 2016, a Democratic National Committee consultant came over and solicited Ukraine for all of its information, its intelligence files, on Donald Trump, for any dirt they had on Donald Trump or Paul Manafort linking them to Russia. The Democratic Party asked the foreign power to give up its intel files to try to harm uh, Donald Trump and help Hillary Clinton. That is a solicitation of foreign mm -hmm. intervention in the U.S. election, much more than anything Robert Mueller ever found in the Russia investigation. No one on the Democratic side wants to talk about that. But we learned today that Durham's investigation, the U.S. attorney from Connecticut, is going to include Ukraine. Isn't that correct? Yes, that is correct. That's what I am hearing. And uh, that seems to be consistent with the conversation, because when you see the transcript uh, back in July between President Trump and President Zelensky, there's two things going on. President Trump is doing the right thing. Hey, if you have any, any criminal information that, about Ukraine and elections and election interference, send it to my attorney general. That's the right statement to make. And then President Zelensky responds back, and this is the headline I think a lot of reporters have missed in the, in the transcript. He writes back, I'm familiar with the case, and as soon as I get my new attorney general, we're launching a full investigation. So Zelensky said in July, without any threat of foreign aid being withheld or anything, I'm opening my own probe because I want to get to the bottom of it. And he said why. He said the way we handle things with Joe Biden goes to the honesty of our own actions. He wanted to get that resolved. The, the, the way I read it, John Solomon, was yeah. this was a bigger invest picture. He wants to clean out all the corruption. He's a reformist candidate. I read the whole thing on the air here, and this is part of it. So why would he ignore it? He wouldn't. Just the opposite. He wants to embrace it, get, get to the facts, and resolve it. If people are innocent, they're innocent. If they're guilty, they're guilty. But let's find out, because that's how Ukraine's going to have credibility going forward. And that's exactly what President Trump was doing and encouraging in the call. He was praising the president for having that approach to Ukraine. Quick question. We're coming to a hard break. Do you have additional information that you're going to be breaking tomorrow? I do. Tomorrow right. I have... Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to hold you after the break, because that music means i got about 15 seconds. So, John, please stay with us. You've got additional information relevant to this, and I want the millions of people listening to hear it. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. Yeah! With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens 
as a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. John Solomon, tell us a little bit about what you have recently found out. So over the last 18 months, I have slowly gathered hundreds and uh, hundreds of documents from inside Hunter Biden's legal team, from inside the Ukraine embassy, from inside the Ukraine general prosecutor's office, and from inside the State Department. And I've been meticulous and slow in building together until I had a complete picture. But tomorrow I'll be able to report that these documents directly conflict with what Joe Biden's official story is about what went on in this Ukraine controversy. Let's remind people what that story is. Joe Biden says, yeah, I absolutely threatened to pull $1 billion of USA to Ukraine to fire the, uh, if, if the Ukraine president didn't fire his own prosecutor, his chief prosecutor, during the middle of the 2016 election. He admits he did that. What, and at that very moment, that prosecutor was investigating the, the Ukrainian company Burisma, where Hunter Biden was employed making millions of dollars. But Joe Biden's official story is that my decision to get that guy fired had nothing to do with Burisma, even though I knew about it. I, it had nothing to do with it. It had to do with the fact I thought the guy was corrupt. Tomorrow, from Hunter Biden's legal team's own files, from the State Department's files, from the Ukrainian prosecutor's files, I will tell a very different story, document it. We'll put all the documents out. But the truth of the matter is Joe Biden's story does not add up to these documents, does not match the facts as these documents lay them out. That is remarkable. And I'll bet you're the only reporter on this beat. I'll bet you're the only one digging into this. What, when do you think you'll have that... Uh Posted morning, noon, or night? Yeah, it'll probably be mid afternoon. I, I want to get get a little polish on it, and get. All, I'm also scanning all the documents so people can see them. So it takes a little bit of time to get all that busy work done. I would guess mid afternoon tomorrow we'll have, be able to tell people exactly what happened and let people look at the documents themselves. Uh, we have the Ukrainian and the English translations, so uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So you have firsthand evidence yes, that sir. Joe Biden wasn't telling the truth. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there, is, there is a direct conflict between these documents and what Joe Biden has said. In fact, one of the most compelling pieces of evidence is an acknowledgment by, by the Burisma American lawyers. So the American lawyers Hunter Biden brought in to help this Ukrainian company fight this legal investigation, they acknowledge, they say that the claim that the prosecutor was false, the very reason Joe Biden got him fired, is actually, quote-unquote, false information. It's not true. So in their own private dealings with the Ukrainians, they debunk Joe Biden's reason for firing this prosecutor. It's pretty remarkable stuff. Are you amazed at how little interest or curiosity there is by the rest of the media in digging into this Hunter Biden story? 
listen, I think the, the New York Times has done a fairly good job going all the way back to 2015. Remember, Joe Biden first found out his son was his son's company was under investigation because the New York Times highlighted it. But jo- John, uh, I went back and looked at yeah. that. That was a good yeah. piece. Yeah. Uh, then there was another piece which was kind of hemming and hawing. Then we right. have this guy Vogel on MSNBC saying more is going to come, but. Right. Then I look at his latest article, which is kind of uh, six of one, half a dozen of another. They're not very aggressive about it. No, not when when you compare it to the relentless, breathless, endless coverage that Donald Trump gets, even if he has the slightest little hiccup in a day. And I think that when the American public looks at that, they see an imbalanced, unbalanced news media, right? Trump, everything is wrong. And then there are these little occasional blips where they look at the Democrats, but they kind of gloss over it. And I grew up in an industry where you treated both parties fairly. And the way you showed that respect was by both giving them a good old-fashioned proctology exam and making sure that they were being honest with us. And today, that art form of treating both parties equally is, is really lost, and it's bad for the American people. Do you happen to know whether a vice president's conversations with a head of state are transcribed similar to the way a president's conversations are? Uh, they are. In fact, uh, it's funny. Two nights ago on Sean's show, I actually obtained one of Joe Biden's uh, conversations with the prime minister, prime minister of Ukraine, and it's very important because it's two weeks before Hunter Biden magically lands a job on the board and as a consultant with Burisma, right? So he, this is a, Hunter Biden has no natural gas experience, no Ukraine experience. He's just been kicked out of the Navy for a positive cocaine test. He's kind of down and out. And the Ukraine company suddenly hires him. And here's what happened two weeks before that. Joe Biden, in a meeting with the prime minister of Ukraine, says, you know what would be a good idea, fella? If you started boosting your natural gas production here and you, you hired Americans to help you do that. He basically solicited the very scenario that his son then cashed in on two or three weeks later. It's really remarkable. And uh, I suspect there are more transcripts of Joe Biden that we're going to learn about over the course of the next year. You know, considering what Schumer and the others said in order to... Uh push the appointment of a special counsel uh, to investigate the president. You know, and honestly, I believe this merits a special counsel. So Bill Barr can't be accused of being partisan. And you see what they're trying to do with the president, turn this all around on him. There's certainly much more of a legal basis than a counterintelligence basis. There's certainly more of a legal basis than there was to appoint Mueller, for which there was no legal basis. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a good lawyer, so I'll start with that and to warn people I'm just a journalist. But I, I, looking at these things and having covered independent counsel and special counsel investigations for 30-plus years, uh, there are substantial grounds for an independent investigation. And I'll also say this. The Republicans that own all of those Senate committees on Capitol Hill have been shamelessly silent. I, I said that yesterday. I'm furious they, about this. They ought to jump in and do their job. Oversight is oversight, whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And Richard Burr had no problem looking at everything Russia. Where is any of his integrity in looking at Ukraine? You have the Ukraine embassy acknowledging wrongdoing. You've got these documents. You've got the vice president threatening the Ukrainians to fire somebody. And no one in Congress, no one in that Republican majority has done their job in oversight. And you I know what they did, John the Solomon? They what had a they show did? vote yesterday where every senator, including all the Republicans, voted uh, f- that, that they wanted the release of the whistleblower report. <laughs> now, now, here's the problem. Yep. You and I and the American people have more today yep. in the release of this transcript information right. than the whistleblower yeah. had. Yeah, so he why do I care he, what he the whistleblower said? He didn't have anything other than, yep. you're right, hearsay. 
Well, there's a lot of good guys up there that could do this, right? Senator Grassley, Senator Graham, Senator Johnson are all well, what's very the problem? investigators. I don't know. You'll have to ask them and question them. But uh, they're all interested in it. They all call me and talk about it. But no one has jumped in yet and said, you know what? I'm going to go two feet in and find out for the American people what really happened here. If Joe Biden should be exonerated, he should be exonerated. If he should be found guilty, he should be found guilty. But someone should do something and tell the American people what the truth is. Well, you're not going to get it out of Richard Burry because he is the uh, invisible man. Man. All right, John Solomon, thank you. Keep it up, and thank we really uh, appreciate what you're doing. All right, my pleasure. Take care. God bless. Well, that's going to be a blockbuster tomorrow, and you heard it here first, right, Mr. Producer? He's got access to all kinds of uh, actual evidence. This is what I don't understand. So the Senate yesterday, they have a vote at Schumer's demand, because, you know, he really runs the Senate. And the vote is unanimous, including every Republican that they want access to the so-called whistleblower's report. Now, we know the guy's not a whistleblower, not in the common understanding of the term. He's a hearsay witness. Now, they actually have the, the real written document that these various people who listen into these discussions wrote, as close to an actual transcript as you can have, because it's not recorded, by civil servants. This is what they do. So why do we need to hear from some partisan political hack, as it turns out, dressed up as a whistleblower, represented by a lawyer who used to work for Hillary Clinton and Schumer? Gee, I wonder if Schumer and that lawyer are working together. All this sleaze that goes on in Washington, D.C. They hate Trump because he is the biggest Esther that there is. That he really is shaking things up. And so you have guys like Romney, a rhino. Sass turns out to be a rhino or worse. You got these hangers-on, these, uh, these Republican leeches who could care less about the future of the country. They run on MSNBC and CNN. You got this clown, this former congressman, Jolly, from Florida, another moron. One after another, former congressman, Scarborough. Hey, where are the real journalists? You know, these, these anchors, even the best of them, they seem to think I need to have a Republican and a Democrat. If you're a news program, why are you having a Republican and a Democrat? You have newsmakers, or you report the damn news. Now, if you want a segment that is an opinion segment, like the great Brett Baer does, and he's, to me, the, one of the finest, final, uh, finest journalists out there, Paul Bedard and a handful of others. Handful. I got that. But why in a news segment do you have, well, here's uh, Swalwell and here's this one? It's a debate. Also, if you go on one of these left-wing kook websites, like the one founded by Dan Abrams, whose sister was appointed a federal judge by Obama, and whose husband was one of the Mueller partisan investigators, see how sleazy it is? You go on that website, I don't encourage it. You go on that website... You'll see they think they're doing something pretty cool for the left, of course. One so-called anchor person, host, and journalist on one news program after another yelling at and fighting with Republicans. Not Democrats. Republicans. You even have Jake Fake tapped out Tapper. A conspiracy nut. Well, this isn't an actual uh, transcript, you know, so... You know, the president lied uh, when he had that pan about the hurricane. And, you know, he lies. Well, how can we trust this? 
What kind of an idiot is this? Jake Tapper actually used to be a pretty decent journalist, but he sold out. You got to sell out when you work for these entities now. They're out of the closet. They don't even mess around anymore. So one of the big news items all afternoon from the Washington Compost was that the acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, and they had multiple sources, they said, high-ranking sources, was threatening to resign if he couldn't testify freely. And Mr. McGuire said, I have no damn idea what the hell they're talking about. I've never threatened to resign. And nobody's told me what to testify. Chuck Schumer's out there now as a special pleader for the whistleblower, who's not a whistleblower, because his former staffer represents the guy. Isn't that amazing? Senator Warner, I'm still processing this. It's going to make the testimony received tomorrow all that more important to get some questions cleared up. Another nut job. Warner, another complete, utter nut job. All this, and in the backdrop, the President of the United States at the UN for three days, making enormously good progress for our country, gave a tremendous speech. All of it is crowded out by this crap that's thrown against the fan. No journalistic standards, period. Just left-wing tripe and propaganda and phony news, phony pseudo-events. I'll be right back. Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Approximately 2 million burglaries are reported a year in the U.S., according to the U.S. Census. 83% of burglars admitted they specifically looked to see if there's an alarm. 20 out of every 1,000 households were burglarized in 2017. Now, what's crazy is that only one in five homes have home security. Why might that be? Well, certainly one major reason is most companies don't make it very easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects every door, window, and room with 24 7 professional monitoring. And they make it easy. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Around-the-clock monitoring is just $15 a month. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, 
A lot of the time, police assume it's a false alarm and the call goes to the bottom of the list, but not with Simply Safe. Using their video verification technology, they're able to visually confirm that the break in is happening, allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster than other home security companies. And for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on now. Right now. Go to simplysafemark.com. Get free shipping and a money-back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com. You'll notice, ladies and gentlemen, that the Trump children go out and talk to the media all the time, even when they're under attack, especially when they're under attack. You'll notice you don't even know what Hunter Biden's voice sounds like. You'll notice the media don't even want to talk to Hunter Biden. They don't even invite him on their programs to question him. Nobody wants to talk to Hunter Biden, but me. I would like to talk to Hunter Biden. I'd like to talk to Joe Biden. Nobody wants impeachment more than the Democrats. The Free Beacon, a great site. Listen to their montage. Cut one, go. Anyone who is trying to claim, Laura, uh, that the Stormy Daniels story doesn't matter. I mean, let's remember, Paula Jones had a sexual harassment lawsuit against uh, President Clinton, and, and that's what ultimately led to the Monica Lewinsky scandal and Clinton's impeachment. The payoff to uh, Stormy Daniels, $130,000, that could be an illegal campaign contribution, and that could be a felony, that could be impeachable. But could there be anything more energizing than the prospect of, of regaining control of a chamber that could vote to impeach Donald Trump if he's viewed by Bob Mueller's investigation to have done something impeachable he's got a lot more exposure uh certainly on the criminal side yeah, sure, and i sure. think on the impeachment side for the yeah. Mueller investigation the impeachment talk in washington has died down but with the announcement that Mueller is going to testify uh, this is going to come back and i think after the Mueller testimony next week that number is bound to go. but is this a how mr trump's outreach to a foreign power is prompting new calls for the president's impeachment it's ukraine with the ground shifting back home on impeachment will this day be difference in other days and he goes on and on and on what a tremendous disservice to the american people but here's the president today in part at his news conference at the u.n we may play more of this in the next hour too we'll see cut 18 go and when you see little adam schiff go out and lie and lie and stand at the mic smart guy by the way stand at the mic and act like he's so serious and then he goes into a room with nadler and they must laugh their asses off. They must laugh their asses off. But it's so bad for our country. Uh, people have said, Rush Limbaugh, great man. Sean Hannity said it. A lot of people have said it. Mark Levin, they said, they don't know if one man anywhere in the world with all the men they know, or a woman, that could handle what I've had to handle. And I think that's true, but I handle it. To me, it's like putting on a suit. I've told him that in person. I've said it on the radio. Now, let me show you how that clip is going to be played tomorrow. The most egomaniacal or thin-skinned of hosts in America will cut out certain names when they play that, won't they, Mr. Producer? I'm just predicting. I could be wrong. I'm just predicting I could be wrong. But I have said that to the president. We've discussed it even among my own family members. That we don't know how he does it. We're just glad he does. Because other, I don't think another one of those Republicans running in the Republican primary could put up with what this president's putting up with. I'm quite serious. Not one. And you can see how quickly they buckle on Capitol Hill. 
Sass, Romney, others. By the way, why are they all so quiet? Why, are they all, why is it that only the Democrats in the House and some really solid patriots from the House, Republicans, are on TV? Where are the senators? Other than Lindsey Graham, maybe, and Lindsey talks a lot. He doesn't do a hell of a lot. But, but I'm serious about this. Where are they? Where's the Republican leadership in the Senate? Where are the Republican chairman in the Senate? They're an embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment. They dare not issue subpoenas against Hunter Biden, you see, because they don't want the media attacking them. They're cowards. They're scared to death. That's why they hate me on radio, because I point them out. I'll be right back. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Rare occasion on this program, we'll have two guests. We have the great John Solomon. In about 10 or 15 minutes, we have the great Dan Bongino. What a great patriot and friend he is. Very insightful, too. We have a general election in less than 14 months. Then this impeachment charade, a.k.a. charade, is taking place. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to have a vote on the floor of the House. Then we have these fake moderates from Republican districts saying, you know, I really, I never wanted to take us this far, and, but here we are. Where are we? What the hell are they talking about? One of the things I point out in Unfreedom of the Press is actually Donald Trump is one of the most law-abiding presidents we've ever had. But I want to get back to this pseudo-event issue. I want to remind those of you who listen to this program religiously and those who don't. There was a book written in 1961, and I cite it in Unfreedom of the Press and and, uh, address certain significant parts of it, by a gentleman by the name of Daniel Borston. And he was an esteemed historian at the University of Chicago. He became the 12th librarian of the United States Congress. And he wrote this book called The Image, A Guide to Pseudo-Events in America. Excuse me. He said, we need not be theologians to see that we have shifted responsibility for making the world interesting from God to the newspaper man. We used to believe there were only so many events in the world. There were not many intriguing or startling consequences. It was not the fault of the reporter. He couldn't be expected to report what, he didn't, what didn't exist. But within the last hundred years or so, and especially in the 20th century, all this has changed. We expect the papers to be full of news. If there's no news visible to the naked eye or to the average citizen, we still expect it to be there for the enterprising newsman. The successful reporter is one who will find a story, even if there's no earthquake or assassination or civil war. If he can't find a story, then he must make one. He must make one. By the questions he asks of public figures, this is over 50 years ago, by the surprising human interest he unfolds from some commonplace event, or by the so-called news behind the news. 
And if all this fails, then you must give us a think piece, an embroidering of well-known facts or a speculation about startling things to come. This, explained Professor Borston, is a new kind of synthetic novelty which has flooded our experience, that being what he coined pseudo-events. He explained the news gap soon became so narrow that in order to have additional news for each new edition or each new broadcast, it was necessary to plan in advance the stages by which any available news would be unveiled. With more space to fill, the newsman had to fill it ever more quickly. News gathering turned into news making. Pseudo-events, he writes, spawn or pseudo-events in geometric progression. This is partly because every kind of pseudo-event tends to become ritualized. Ritualized. With a protocol and a rigidity all its own. As each type of pseudo-event acquires this rigidity, pressures arise to produce other derivative forms of pseudo-events, which are more fluid, more tantalizing, more interestingly ambiguous. Nowadays, the test of a Washington reporter is seldom his skill at precise dramatic reporting, but more often his adeptness at dark intimidation. If he wishes to keep his news channel open, he must accumulate a vocabulary and develop a style to conceal his sources and obscure the relation of a supposed event or statement to the underlying facts of life, the same time seeming to offer hard facts. If this doesn't hit the nail on the head with the modern media, nothing does. He goes on, much of his stock and trade is his own and other people's speculation about the reality of what he reports. He helps create the very absurdity without which the supposed illumination of his reports would be unnecessary. The whole Russia collusion nonsense. And now this is a perfect example, ladies and gentlemen. A perfect example. And that's what we're surrounded with here. Pseudo-events. Now, Borstein described another pseudo-event spectacle, the making of the newsman's public persona. And he wrote, at first it may seem strange that the rise of pseudo-events has coincided with the growth of the professional ethic, which obliges newsmen to omit editorializing and personal judgments from their news accounts. But now it's in the making of pseudo-events that newsmen find ample scope for their individuality and creative imagination. You can see it in all these newsrooms. ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, even at Fox in many respects. But now it is in the making of pseudo-events that newsmen find ample scope for their individuality and creative imagination. And you can name them, they're all there. In other words, they promote themselves. They're the center of the pseudo-event. Now, Borstein maintained we spend much of our waking hours living in a world of unreality, fashioned by, among others, the press. He said, the American citizen thus lives in a world where fantasy is more real than reality, where the image has more dignity than its original. We hardly dare face our bewilderment because our ambiguous experience is so pleasantly iridescent. And the solace of belief in contrived reality, contrived reality, is so thoroughly real. We become eager accessories to the great hoaxes of the age, 
These are the hoaxes we play on ourselves. And what did he do? He astutely advised what ails us most is not what we have done with America, but what we have substituted for America. He said we suffer primarily not from our vices or weaknesses, but from our illusions. We are haunted not by reality, but by those images we have put in place of reality. You know, like climate change. To discover our illusion will not solve the problems of our world. But if we do not discover them, we will never discover our real problems. To dispel the ghosts which populate the world of our making will not give us the power to conquer the real enemies of the world or to remake the real world. But it may help us discover that we cannot make the world in our image. It will liberate us and sharpen our vision. It will clear away the fog so we can face the world we share with all mankind. It's exactly why I wrote Unfreedom of the Press, folks. We have got to get back to reality. We have got to get back to reality. Instead of what we're dealing with here. The left's reality, the left's agenda, the left's attacks on reality. And he saw it 58 years ago. 1961, over half a century ago, and it is far worse today. It is the rule, not the exception. Did you know that Jeff Motherzucker over there at CNN is in line to be in charge of all the Time Warner units and programs that are owned by AT&T? Did you hear this, Mr. Producer? It's absolutely unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Nancy Pelosi's secret health care plan is officially out. And of course, it's worse than we thought, like so much of what she does. She's going to tell you her plan will lower drug prices. Well, folks, no, it won't. It'll raise them. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? Remember what happened? If federal bureaucrats decide that a drug costs too much, the maker of that drug under the Pelosi plan will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets or be retroactively taxed at 65% of the gross sales of that drug from the previous year and up to 95%. That's like calling an armed robbery in negotiation. And of course, a 95% assessed tax would kill any company and put it out of business. If the government can t- and so who's going to make the drugs? Nancy Pelosi? If the government can tell private companies that they can charge what they can charge for their products, it's the beginning of the end of the free market system. That's a system that has attracted billions and billions of dollars in investments to develop the drugs people depend on to help them live. The Pelosi plan is a socialized medicine fantasy. It'll kill the investments needed to create the tomorrow's miracle drugs and it'll undermine, destroy our health care system. I only hope House Republicans oppose it, and strongly, and now. Get the facts. Go to TrueHealthCareFacts.com, TrueHealthCareFacts.com. That's TrueHealthCareFacts.com. Dan Bongino's next. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The great Dan Bongino doesn't really need an introduction around here. He's a dear friend. He's a great patriot. And he's on the job morning, noon, and night. 
And Dan, how are you, my friend? Well, let me tell you, there's no better friend than you, Mark. Um, I was honored to be on your show again. Uh, you were gracious enough to have me back on your Fox show. And I have to tell you, I did a book signing last night. And a good turnout, not Levin turnout. That's a, a rare oh, thing. Um, but a place you've been before in New York. And they told me, you had a good crowd, but Levin does better. <laughs> well, listen, and, <laughs> yeah. none of that matters. I just no. want to tell you. Thank You've you. written but, a fantastic... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I have, but I'm telling you, Mark, I, I'm not making this up. It's not hyperbole here. At no less than 100 people on that line told me how much they loved the life, liberty, and Levin. So I cannot thank you, thank you enough for letting me come on to talk about my well, listen, on your show. I wanted you to come on because you add so much important information. And uh, this book, Exonerated, The Failed Takedown of President Donald Trump by the Swamp, this, is, the, this book could not be more timely. As you walk through uh, the, uh, the, the, the process by which they have tried to take down Donald Trump through Russia, and they're at it again now with the Ukraine. Do you want to explain that? You know, it, it's incredible. You think It's like Charlie Brown kicking the football. And, and, and as someone tweeted back to me today, they said, no, it's not like Charlie Brown kicking the football. You know, of course, it started with um, the Electoral College. They want to influence that. Then they moved on to uh, Russia Gate, you know, the Collusion Gate, Ukraine Gate, Whistleblower Gate, all the gates. Um, you know, they get up after they miss the football mark and they take a celebratory lap to media as if they did something, as if they actually kicked the thing. And one of the things I think, you know, my book, listen, a lot of books have been written on this topic. No, a lot of very good quality books. I did wrote a book on it before. But I think in this book, one of the things we addressed is that, Mark, none of this is new. Kind of like in your book on Freedom of the Press where you talk about it. Yeah, I like mm -hmm. the New York Times chapter. It's my personal favorite. But uh, this is none of this is new. They tried this same attack, this whole tying a Republican candidate to the Russians and, and impugning their character by suggesting they were colluding with the Russians on John McCain. They already tried it. I, I have documents in the book and headlines that if you were to swap out McCain's name with Trump, Mark, you, you, could, you would have sworn that those articles had been written in 2016, but they hadn't. They were written in 20, uh, 2007. They'd already tried this before. It's a template for them. Now, this template is being used right now yeah. on, the, on the Ukraine issue, is it not? Yeah, of course it is. It, you, you take information. You feed it and leak it to the media in advance. Mark, all of this, and, and you were on this from the minute you heard the whispers of it. Uh, you know, as I did, I heard these whispers. It had the feel of a rollout, didn't it? The same rollout. That's we because had. you're a law enforcement guy, and I was chief of staff to an attorney general, so you have a, a sixth sense for these things. You know, I think that's why the, the Life, Liberty, and Event episode is so good with me and you. We both kind of think the same way. Yes. We're looking for clues to fit into a model, a crime, whatever, an investigation we've seen before. There's nothing new under the sun. And when I sensed this in the early beginning, what do we have? We had Adam Schiff in front of the cameras, which, which right away means it's probably a hoax, just based mm -hmm. on sheer probability. You had this slow, leaky drip of information. Details, Mark, of course, were very opaque. We've got this guy or woman in the government. And they have information. And Mark, we've got Trump now. This is it. He committed high treason. He made a promise to a foreign official. And the way it was rolled out, you had the impression early, a promise to a foreign official. What did he tell Kim Jong-un he was going to give him the nuclear cost? People were panicking. Oh, my gosh. Then we find out, we see the transcript, of course, and it's a big nothing burger. He's basically asking the guy to look into uh, interference in the election, which I thought the Democrats <laughs> cared about. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a joke these people are. So embarrassing. What, what though, do you make of the uh, 
Nancy Pelosi, she doesn't allow a vote on the House floor because she doesn't want to endanger some of her members. On the other hand, she stands there like a dictator and just pronounces, declares that this is now a formal impeachment inquiry. And she has six committee chairmen, if I might, six members of her Politburo. And she just decides that she and they, and by the way, they represent a very diverse geography in the country. Most of them are from New York or L.A. and one's from Baltimore, New York City in L.A. Yeah. And, and, and that's not how this is supposed to proceed, is it? No, Mark, she's got a problem right now, which you kind of hinted at there. She's got a beef going on between the Connor Lamb caucus. That, of course, is the Pennsylvania Democrat who won that election in a district that had been held by a Republican, a very moderate, swingy district. Um, and the AOC caucus running in D plus 32 districts where there's no chance a Republican will ever see the light of day. Of course, pushing for this crazy impeachment nonsense all the time. The problem is Nancy Pelosi, for, for as much as I can't stand her politics, is usually a little more tactically savvy. And even... Even some leftists are starting to admit now that they've seen the transcript that her preemptive jump in front of the cameras yesterday to declare formal impeachment over another hoax, over another nothing burger, may have been one of the great tactical errors in political history. Because, Mark, um, you, you know, you can't there, there's you can't. Uh, uh, you can't dial that back. Once she opened that, that, that Pandora's box yesterday, went on camera and said that, there's no dialing it back. Now the furious leftist donors in the AOC caucus are going to double down if she does dial it back and paint her out to be a traitor. So now she's boxed herself in. Mr. Producer, let us make sure on my social media sites we put uh, Dan's magnificent book, Exonerated, because, ladies and gentlemen, this reads like a novel. And it walks you through what the Democrats do how they set these plans up. They did it again now with Ukraine. They did it before with Russia. They were thinking about trying it with McCain. These, this is what Dan explains in his book, but they couldn't really trigger it. But they triggered it on McCain, and they're triggering it on McCain again. It's, excuse me, on Trump again. It's very, very important to understand this process. And that's why your book is so, I think it's fabulous. It's remarkable. It's different. Because you've taken a close look at what the Democrats have done in the past and also Fusion GPS. It's the same actors as before, right, Dan? Mark, we call it in the book the movie script. You know, when they had nothing on Trump after all the unmaskings or what I call in the book, I break it down simply. Plan A, Plan B, and Plan Z. Plan C. When, when Plan A, the unmaskings, didn't work out, they needed a movie script to feed to a judge. And they had it. Glenn Simpson already wrote an article in 2007 in the Wall Street Journal that if you, it's in the book, if you read pieces of that article, you'll swear you're reading the dossier just with Trump's name in it. Isn't it interesting, uh, Dan Bongino, that for all the concern about interference in the election, they don't have any concern about the Obama administration interfering in the election? And as you point out, in fact, it was Hillary Clinton and the DNC that enlisted Russia through the dossier to interfere in the election. I want to pursue this with you. Can you hold on a little bit longer? Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a good point on that. We will be back with a great Dan Bongino and his great book, Exonerated, the Failed Takedown of President Donald Trump by the Swamp. This is a special book, folks. You can go to Amazon.com and order it right now or any major bookstore. I'll be right back. An unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist.
You can reach him at 877-381-3811. We're going to have Dan Bongino in a minute, but first, ladies and gentlemen, only one week left for the summer inventory clearance sale from Chaminade. Right now, when you order Genesel jawline treatment, you'll get the classic Genesel for bags and puffiness free. Free. Here's Beverly from the great Huntsville, Alabama, raving about the results she saw with Genesel. OMG, I love this product. I saw a difference almost immediately, and I would recommend it to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. All Genesel products are amazing, she says. Now, time to stock up. And by the way, so does Marty. Do you hear Marty barking at the liberal deer? Time to stock up on the best skin care or try the luxury and effectiveness of the Genesel at the best prices of the year. Results guaranteed are 100% of your money back, no questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now, and their legendary collagen builder is free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. Three free gifts with your order. Only one week left, so order right now. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or Genesel.com. I have the great Dan Bongino with me in this book, folks. It's terrific. It's easy to read. It's digestible. It reads like a novel. Unfortunately, he exposes a lot of new information about what's taking place even today that applied to the Russia matter and now is applying to the Ukraine matter. The book has exonerated the failed takedown of President Donald Trump by the swamp. By the way, Dan Bongino... Do we really need people on TV explaining to us what this transcript says? We read it with our own two eyes. I'm reading it, and they keep telling me it says something that it doesn't say. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they're all smarter than us, Mark. These are the elites. These are the same people who told us the collusion hoax was real. Uh, no, it's puzzling. It's infuriating. Um, I've seen it on a lot of the cable news networks today. Uh, yeah, where they do that, and they tell us we're all stupid for you know reading with our own eyes exactly what we can. And some of us are telling us, no, it's not a transcript, as if we're all stupid. It's uh, it's the best, the closest approximation to a transcript, as if the, the you know the intelligence officials who actually took the notes on the call are all lying to us too. I mean, mm-hmm. we've really reached peak stupid now but the whistleblower who knows nothing that's the guy we're to depend on because he's represented by a former schumer and hillary staffer i mean we know more than the whistleblower knew we have the transcript i heard your excellent interview with uh the great john solomon who i love I, i'm so glad you had him i was listening to the show before and i heard you say that and i said that's a brilliant point why do we need the whistleblower why well, mark levin should go testify in capitol hill why not you are more informed about it than the whistleblower, and you probably have more legal bona fides. You would be a better uh, a guest on Capitol Hill than the actual whistleblower who hasn't seen the transcript up nope. until today. The book is exonerated. Now, let me ask you this, Dan Bongino. Yes, sir. Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. Yeah. You never hear about him, but his invisible hand is behind all this, isn't it? Mark, it is. And what's disturbing about this, and I lay this out in the book, what's fascinating is the sheer hypocrisy of the Democrat talking heads I see. I was watching, um, you know, Juan on The Five, who, you know, I know behind, it's not personal, but I saw him on The Five today saying, my gosh, this foreign... By the way, by the way, he was losing it. No, 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 no disrespect. Yeah, I I don't know what was going on there. It was was fascinating television, though. I couldn't turn away. And I'm sitting there... And I'm looking at it, he's trying to make the case that these requests for foreign interference in our election process, which is not ex- at all what happened. Trump was looking for accountability on the biggest corruption scandal of all time that unfortunately involved Ukraine. But that foreign interference in elections 
is awful. Okay, Juan, I agree. Well, let me just read to you, Mark, a CNN headline uh, by Jim Sciutto from April 14th of 2017. I'm not making this up. You can Google this all. Uh, CNN politics. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. Talking about the Obama administration. Nobody... Nobody cared about that. The mm. fact that Five Eyes Partners and United Kingdom notably and others passed to the Obama administration in circumvention of our laws prohibiting the spying on of U.S. citizens. Information about political opponents to the Obama administration. Nobody gives a damn about that. Nobody cares about Nellie Orr from Fusion GPS, whose husband was a high-ranking DOJ official in the Obama administration, admitting, as we discussed on the show on Sunday night, admitting on the record she got information from Ukrainians, a guy named Lashenko. She got information about Trump. She sought it out. Nobody cares about any of that. And that's why I hate this whole, oh, that's whataboutism. It's not what about. We're asking, what about your principles? It's you called history. Facts. Yeah, exactly. You just made a statement that foreign interference matters. But when it involves the Obama administration, every, oh, I don't see anything. I don't hear anything either. It's a joke. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, you must have liked Sunday's show, too, because we had huge ratings with Dan Bongino. <laughs> And uh, that's a big deal. The book is exonerated. Well, let me ask you this, though. Why is it that people don't even bring up the dossier in the context of this Ukrainian matter? I mean, Hillary Clinton and the DNC, and you mentioned Fusion GPS, which was where we left it at the bottom of the hour. Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, you say their names are quite familiar to you. Why is that? Well, your show airs again, right? Saturday at 8? Is that right on Fox? That's, is it, uh, that's my understanding. Yes. Yeah, so we discussed at the end of the show how Christopher Steele, the reason they don't bring up the dossier, number one, is it's fake, and it was based on a movie script article, which I discuss at length in the book, that Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS wrote in 2007. It's just a, And it's just fake. They just plugged Trump's name into it. They made him the antagonist in the plot. Um, it's all fake. But secondly, as we talked about, Steele already indicated in an interview, notes were taken. The, the FBI has them. Anybody can read them if you Google them on the Internet. You put it in the show, by the way. Steele already indicated his sources for this were Russian were two Russians named Trebnikov and Surkov who were two Putin insiders. One was a high-ranking intelligence official. So let me get this straight. This whole Ukraine call where Trump's trying to uncover corruption bothers you because it's a foreign person at the end of the call. But the fact that Hillary pays a guy who goes to Putin insiders for information and tells the State Department about it, none of that bothers you at all? I mean, give me a break. How hypocritical can you be? How about this one, just as a factual point? Obama cuts a deal with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, for which they get $150 billion. Tell me, is that, is that worse, or is, or is Trump's call with the head of Ukraine, which is very passive, to be perfectly, very neutral, tell me which is worse and which should be an impeachable offense? Mark, and they lied about it. Remember Mm -hmm. that State Department? People forget this because, of course, involved in the Obama administration, so the media doesn't care. There was a State Department briefing, and at the end of that State Department briefing, the press spokesman for the State Department is specifically asked by someone, are you negotiating with the Iranians? And and I'm I'm, not not an exact quote, but are you negotiating with the Iranians and not telling the American people? No, there's no behind-the-scenes negotiations going on. Of course, we later found out that was all true. And you remember, Mark, what happened to that, that tape? 
The tape got oh, erased. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory. They deleted that portion of the tape from the State Department archives so nobody could see it. That became a big scandal later. So, again, this, this dealing with foreigners, you have John Kerry still talking to the Iranians. These people who want to kill us, their favorite chant at soccer games is death to America. And yet Trump asking a Ukrainian to get to the bottom of their noted role, a, a, sadly, a country with a problem of corruption, in our interfering in our election. I thought that's what they wanted, the Democrats. They're all hot and bothered. It's, it's, it's such a scam. I'm so tired of these, these lunatic moron imbeciles. In the, and I'm sorry to get put but they're just a, such a waste of our no, time. No, I like those words. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. And it's infuriating. You read their tweets and you're like, are these people children? How stupid are they? I mean, don't they know that history is going to go back and look at their tweets and understand they were on the wrong side of the facts? Come on. Give me a break. Now, your book is very popular. It's at, near the top of Amazon. Com. And yet, like so many excellent books, well, well-researched, very topical, very, very topical, especially with Russia and Ukraine and all the rest of it, you don't get the kind of platforms that they get on the left in order to talk about your book, do you? You're not no. getting re- requests to go and meet the depressed or deface the nation or any of these other shows, are you? No, but you know what's funny, Mark? And, uh, I emailed you this. I'll tell your audience, too. I said to you... N- Nobody. You, there's no more loyal audience. Listen, I know you have one of the biggest radio shows in the world. I don't know if it's the biggest, second, I don't know. I know it's huge. Either way, your audience is the most loyal audience in the world. And I, and I meant it. After our appearance on your show, we discussed the book on your Fox show. The book went from, I think we were 900 the night before. We were number two on Amazon. Not in the category. Number two on Amazon overall. So your listeners are just incredible. A sincere thank you to all the Levin fans out there. You all are the best. And, uh, you know, they love you because you know what you're talking about. And I think our, 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 although, you know, you and I are ideologically aligned, our talk was substantive. And the facts in my book are yes. irrefutable. I cite left-wing resources in the book, Mark, and I do it for a reason. Not to give CNN or anybody clicks, but to show you that this is undeniable. This was reported on by anti-Trump lunatics. Here's the footnote. Look at it here. This happened to McCain. They tried this before. They based it on a movie script. Mueller knew this was a hoax. When I talk about the July Civil War, I call it. When Mueller finds out this whole thing is a hoax, it's irrefutable. And what now, does let he me do? slow you down on this. Yeah. So two months into his investigation, yeah. he knows there's nothing there you point out in the book. Absolutely. So he's what a, does he do? He's appointed in May and June, or June, July, that period. We don't know the exact date. He gets the texts from the IG, the famous uh, insurance policy text. There's no there there, the smelly Walmart people text. He knows this case is a hoax. And instead of walking in front of a mic in front of the American people and saying, folks, I apologize, you have been misled. These FBI agents are engaged in the biggest scandal in American history. He sends agents to the airport right around the time to arrest George Papadopoulos, a low level foreign policy advisor, I believe, as I state in the book, to shut him up. And he also... In that same time frame, July 2017, all this stuff happens right there. When you read it in a book, you're going to be blown away. In July of 2017, they raid Paul Manafort's house 5 o'clock in the morning, despite the fact, Mark, you're a lawyer, you know, he's cooperating. Why would you do that? Why do you want to tick off the lawyer? They're cooperating. They raid his house in the morning to shut him down, too. And I lay out a whole bunch of other things, too, that happened in July of 2017, that it's all when you read it. Now it's all going to make sense why Mueller did what he did. He needed to shut everybody up. And Levinites out, there's a very readable book. It is a concise book. 
It it reads like a novel. It really does. A nonfiction that reads like a novel, that's very, very difficult to do, and you've accomplished that. There's a lot of new information here. And again, I want to stress, you, you can apply everything you've written in this book to what's going on today with the impeachment, phony impeachment, with the Ukraine. It'll, it'll provide context for all of it. And that's why it's so important that I have you on this program, and it's so important, Levinites out there, you go to Amazon.com right now. They discount it when the book comes out. It's heavily discounted now. I want to strongly encourage you to inform yourself and find out what's going on by our great buddy, the great patriot, Dan Bongino. And you know what? You have a life of patriotism. NYPD, Secret Service, and what you're doing now is very, very important. You, and anybody who's willing to debate that idiot, Chris, what is that jerk's name? <laughs> Chris, Chris Han. My blood pressure spikes every single what time. What a fraud! He's a but, he's a Schumer guy. He's so predictable. He's so monotonous. But you can't listen. Here's the thing. I take exactly zero. You fill in the blank from any one of. I don't care. I'm I love the, the way you let life. him have it. I know because I get your emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, so love you it. I can't. I can't take it. I'm not interested in pleasing anybody. You know what's funny? You and I like and dislike the same people. Have you noticed that? It. I every time we talk, oh that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, Mark, I feel the same way you do. I'm at the point in my life. I've got a set of principles. I believe in them. I know they're right. And I'm not interested in taking your crap. And you want to debate me on TV? Go right. Ahead. But if you think for a second the ad hominem stuff and the sleazeball stuff is going to work, you are going to get a nuclear bomb dropped on your head because I have zero time for anybody's guff, and I really don't care what anybody thinks about it. At all. Well, listen, I know how hard it is and time-consuming it is to write a book. It's, you know, it's like a, it's like your baby here. You've done yeah. a superb job, exonerated the failed takedown of President Donald Trump by the swamp. It's still going on. This book applies to what's taking place now. I want to strongly encourage you to get a copy. Dan, God bless you, my friend, and take care of yourself. Mark, thank you so much. I really, from the bottom of my heart, you're a good friend, brother. Thank you, you so too. much. You too, and be well, and I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Just remember this, when you get down about what's taking place, and I do from time to time, too. I mean, i got to live this stuff. There are tens of millions of us <clears throat> who agree with each other. We're not some small minority or a minority of a minority. We're a majority. I want you to remember that, okay? Have you gotten a robocall or email for a pre-approved loan or credit card? If so, you really need to watch out. You may be the target of cyber criminals trying to steal your home. More accurately, what do they want? They want the equity in your home. Why? Because you've got a lot of money in your home just sitting there. And that's because our personal information, home titles, and mortgages are now online. The thief just forges your signature, so it appears you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home and leaves you in debt. And no insurance, bank, or identity theft program protects you. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage to lock it down good and tight. Your home equity is your nest egg, your emergency fund, your retirement. It's probably the biggest asset you have. Now imagine it's all gone behind your back and you don't realize it till it's too late. I'm on a mission to protect you, my beloved listeners. So we got you 60 risk-free days of protection. Here's what you do. And I wouldn't wait on this. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. 
Enter your address to see if you're already a victim. And then get your 60 risk-free days. And also by giving your address, you get the 60 risk-free days so they can protect your equity. Visit HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. You know, as Dan mentioned, I had him on Life, Liberty, and Levin. And I'm not doing book notes on Life, Liberty, and Levin. That is, it's not a book show. I'm getting inundated by publishers and agents of authors, including of people I know who I like very much, who want to come on Life, Liberty, and Levin and hawk their books. That's not why Dan Bongino was on. Dan Bongino was on because of his wealth of knowledge, his wealth of experience, where we could talk about what took place against the President of the United States. And it was really quite prescient what he was saying on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. Again, it'll air on Saturday on the pretty much the script that they use. And they used it on Trump, on Russia, and they're using it again. And if you want to understand this script, who's behind it, who wrote it, who's applying it, that's what this book is all about, exonerated. It's not just a recitation, a recitation, I should say. It's not just a recitation of what you already know. Some books do that. That's not this. And that's why I love it. It's exonerated the failed takedown of President Donald Trump by the swamp. You can get it right on Amazon.com right now. I recommend it. That's the biggest discount for when a book just comes out. This book came out yesterday. Came out yesterday. And I can tell you, it's going to be censored by the usual outfits. By the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, and all the rest. They do not want to discuss this stuff. And Bongino is a fighter. Bob, Huntsville, Alabama, the great WVNN. Go. Hey, thanks. A great show tonight. God bless you. Thank and, you. Uh, you got one minute, brother. All right. This uh, Ukraine thing is a complete exoneration of President Trump. And uh, just shows that the Democrats will only listen to money. So I, I would suggest all the people that love Trump and love the American uh, rule of law, we ought to donate to all the Trump. Uh, organizations and all that and just show it's a good idea and and, uh, donate to them and then let's keep an eye on romney and sass and the others of course the never trumpers are out there they always are uh braying in a high moral dungeon and of course the rest of us are uh you know we just aren't as sophisticated as they are but they can't help themselves they're so full of crap and they know who they are and i know who they are Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and all the people who protect us. Thank you all. And we will defend the rule of law, the Constitution, and our president. You're damn right. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.